0: Thank you, dear beloved God, for coming through, through this share, however brief it is, in God's will, whatever is the highest good for everyone existence, and everyone who is here now, just what is meant to be received um, in your divine perfection, whatever is perfect for everyone here, present, to share and to complete the circuit with all of existence, with everyone in our lives, with everyone outside of our lives who's really also in our lives, because it's all one. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hi. I am in this middle ground right now between places. It's this transitional time when I go from my mom's house to my children's father's mom's house. And so... I'm just going to share from right here. Um, It's this middle ground I think the earth is in right now. Um, This transition between what was and what will be. um, And what is designed to be. I was sharing with someone recently and my instinct was that the frequency of humans at this time is about a 5. Like 5 out of 10. And to me, I mean five out of 10 would be an F, (laughs) but, um, I don't mean that as a judgment. I actually see it as extremely hopeful. I feel like we've raised the human frequency, um, to this potential to begin to go over the tipping point. And what happens is that kindness and divine love and light and enlightenment are, um, exponentially, um, interactive do I want to say that they will mirror one another and that so that can very quickly snowball into this incredible earth and all of these solutions because one lit ex, one lit what what word am I is my brain trying to say solution that's not what it was trying to say about expansion um will solve a million problems so it's not like linear that's the whole thing 3d is linear i don't spend too much time in 3d and typically i commune with angels and i tune into these higher frequencies and in those There's every answer. There's every answer in the Akashic Records. There's every answer in the time-space continuum, which is connected in a loop and literally not like just... It's not linear, that's for sure. It's all connected past, present, and future. The future already exists. And we're existing on different dimensions, and we're making choices and growing, and I've been seeing that more than ever. I mean, I have this thing where I, I am fascinated by the darkness of the world. Um, And I, I've been looking at it and then bringing God into it and praying and using hope on a Pono and using angel connection and using like this remorse, because anything that bothers me is something that on some dimension I have somehow been in some reactivity with. So I could have done it in a past life. I could have, um, made excuses for it or covered it up or something. I could uh, I could be in another dimension and there's a version of me that was that. And that I'm witnessing, I'm seeing through this mirror of this screen. And so then I can bring love into it and see it because I know that in this lifetime, I've chosen differently. In this dimension, I've chosen differently. I've chosen love and I've chosen God. I choose it over and over again. And every one of those choices creates ripples into existence and helps to heal those aspects of us. I was wondering if I should share this one thing. Probably won't share that one right now. I want to talk about Chinese spiritual tradition. I This book came to me at the Manhattan Beach Library and it was for a dollar. I found this section of books that were donated that were only a dollar each and I was like it was like the happiest moment I've had <laughs> like not really because I have these extremely happy moments with my children but like it was a very and with some of my friends too spiritually but like it was a very happy moment when I realized that I could get all of these books and maybe part of it was because one of the books I got was called watching the tree and it was it's by this woman named Adeline I don't remember what her last name is, I could look at it. But I'm not gonna move right now because I wanna stay in this stream of consciousness and this portal that's opened, and this peace of this moment and this spaciousness of where I am now that's been cultivated with you. So, anyways, it's about Chinese spiritual tradition. I don't even know if she uses those words to describe it. It's absolutely extraordinary. It's completely eye opening. Being raised in Western philosophy, starting out Catholic and going through all the Christian stuff, even practice being a practicing Buddhist for some amount of years, I've no idea how long. I don't even know. One year, two year, I don't know. It was Nietzsche in Buddhism, the one with the chanting. Namurengil, renge kyo That's the chant. And so even having that and then studying Nepal for that documentary that I wrote and um, being interested in Hinduism and dabbling into it and and the curiosity into it. And, you know, whatever Hinduism is, it's this collection of a million different things. It's not even, I heard Hinduism doesn't actually exist. It's just a blanket term for all these incredible spiritual practices in India. (laughs) Isn't that so silly? Hinduism's not a thing, it's a million things. And so all of this exploration, and I, I still, I hadn't gone deeply into Chinese spiritual tradition. Here's the thing, Chinese, China, the people of China um, are like, according to this book, a quarter of the earth. So that's a quarter of humanity is there in China. And there's this very rich spiritual tradition there. Now, this is one of the things that touched me that I'd like to share with you from the start. Now, I haven't finished this book, so keep that in mind. I'm just speaking from what's been lighting me up lately. And, and, not but, and, and, I totally lost my train of thought with that. I'm like in this woo woo loving land. Um, okay, so this was funny. I'm gonna share whatever the other thing I was gonna say, but also, there is this thing called like, wu wei or something, and it's like water, and it's like this is spirituality, and it is part of the Chinese tradition. I was like, oh my gosh, it sounds like woo woo, like this this um, ostracizing term in 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 Western culture that's saying it's like oh it's made up woo woo, but it was like wa, wu wei or something like that. I was like. Oh my God, that's so cool. Like the connection there that it's like validated. Is, is that even the right word? Anyways, um, I'm dabbling in very many dimensions right now, but mostly the higher up ones. So not the highest, but, um, who knows what's the highest, the ego compares, right? Um, it just feels really good to be talking about this stuff. So, okay, let me try to catch that thought that I was, that I was, okay, this is the one I had to share with you. So so you know the yin-yang, right? It's that black and white circle. And it has the two dots, okay? we'll get this. That's actually supposed to be two fish. Did you know that? Um, and the reason why it has the black and the white is because you can't have one without another. And they're actually, they're not polar opposites as it is more typically described from the Western lens. And even I think the Western and Eastern juxtaposition is is, is polarizing and also, um, alienating. So I got to rework my language, but the, um, the yin and the yang actually in Chinese tradition, according to the authority of this book, that is like from this woman who was, she's like Cinderella story. I very much relate to her. She, um, Adeline or Adeline. She, who is, by the way, the fem- female, the name for the female aspect of Archangel Orion, and for sure has connections with that. Um, but she said that yin and yang are actually more like two sides of a spectrum. So one leads into the other, and the other leads into the other. The, it's the masculine, the feminine. It's like matter and the void. It's like the... um. It's like these these aspects that cannot really exist without another. She talks about how the house, you know, you have the doors and the windows, but what's the value of the house is the space inside, right? Where we can live. So, it's the imperative of having the feminine with the masculine. And that's how it works with archangels too. There are these feminine aspects and these masculine aspects. And the the gift Is really more so in the integrating than the polarizing like it's it's extremely helpful to witness each because the way that we've been doing it is just to witness the masculine so the reason why we bring the feminine into our awareness and we label it and we witness it and we see it is not to polarize the masculine from the feminine and to have them be in two categories. It's literally only to integrate the feminine into the masculine where the masculine hasn't had the feminine in the conceptual world of humanity, in the textbooks, in our understanding of spirituality and religion in this, these teachings that go alongside our children, When we bring a voice to that feminine aspect, it starts to weave it into our her story. It weaves it into existence, into the Akashic records, into the fabric of time. And the integration is where the gift is. It's not in the polarity. The polarity is not useful Except in its inclusive inclusivity and I like that that is a way that Western ideology and an Eastern or Chinese or like so the way that she described Chinese was a blend of Taoism Confucianism and Buddhism and literally they all borrow from each other and like lead into each other and like it's really they they all like play together. And I think that's actually a healthier way to look at religion than to label it and view it as separate because literally look at the branches of Christianity and some people will be like I'm Protestant or like I'm Catholic or I'm Mormon or whatever it is and like you're this and you're not that and you're going to you know go to hell if you don't sorry for the language I probably should have like not said that word. Um, you're going to go somewhere not good if you don't label yourself as this. But that's not actually really. If you take a full look at things, there are so many commonalities. I mean, you can even just look, okay, which ones include Christ? And somebody had shared with me um, something that I believe too, is that Christ wasn't looking to create a religion. My friend Eric was talking with me about that last night. And Christ didn't come to create a religion is what he said. And he learned this from some amazing like people from Africa who he started to connect with on spirituality. And I don't want to share too much because um, I didn't ask his permission to share. But, um, you know, I know you're all here in love. So I trust you. (laughs) Um, But he said, Eric said that, Christ didn't come to create a religion and, and, and I agree. I don't think Christ was here to separate people from each other and label us and saying who's right and who's wrong. I don't, I don't think that was in his canon and I truly, and I don't think that that was in his heart. His heart was what's inside my heart and its connection. And it's a higher common ground. And it's something that we all have access to at every moment. And the words can be helpful. The labels can be helpful. The discussion can be helpful. And it can also not be helpful. And when we start to push each other out because of a certain label, that's where it stops getting helpful. So, anyways, coming back to this. I just love these like revelations that are coming up around Chinese philosophy. I think philosophy is more like the word she uses. Um, and I learned about the I Ching and the Tao Te Ching and then uh, not knowing if I'm saying these things, right. Um, cause I'm reading them or if I even got it is, like, and I've heard it, it, I've heard through Wayne Dyer about some of this. He loved it. He's like the Tao. And then there, oh, there's this really great philosophy of like in there, the only thing that is, that doesn't change Is that everything changes (laughs) then that's pretty much what the Tao is or whatever is my understanding Um, and what's coming through for me right now and I love it and it's like there was something in there that said um, the Tao that can be named is not the Tao and it's like if we can if we can say it that's not what it is and I love it because I do feel that God is for certain not limited to three letters or That we say the word. The word can be extremely powerful. God allowing that perfect love to come through us as instruments when we say it. But it's not that. God is far beyond that. That's the reason why it can come through it. Is only because it exists beyond it. Because that can be a little gateway. Just like a puff of golden dust, stardust in the air as we say God. God. God, God, and we mean it with love, as much love as we can muster. And God, and God, and God, and what does it mean? And that's just a word and it's three letters G-O-D in this language. And could I say a different word and it could mean God too? Yes. And it could be an opening just as much of a gateway and a portal for the divine. Yes. And could could it be no word? Yes. Yes. God can move through all of that. God can connect us. God can make us one and whole. And it's so beautiful. And I feel so much like sweetness to it. Because I have felt so lost in my life. And I have felt so alone at times. And to feel that level of connection. And to know that God is beyond any of these words. Or any of these assumptions. Or any of these faces. Or any of these whatever. It's beyond and through and in all of us it's as us to know that to really feel it in my bones it starts to awaken every cell in my body and bring life to me it starts to allow for that divinity to flow through me and to act through me as i have been divined, as the very first spark of divinity was designed to do was to usher god into this world and that is the spark That unites the sperm and the egg to create one integrated being. That is the spark of life. That activates the heart. That keeps everything in motion and flowing and changing and loving. That is divinity that is in us all the time. We would not live without it. That God, that God is in us here and now. And it's certainly moving through me now as I allow myself to let words to share with you. And I found a little time to be able to share with you because there are so many choices for me in this life of what I'm to do. And only so many times when I have this quietude, this relative quietude with my children in the other room looking at a TV, which is something that I choose to do because I need to share. And I balance it. I planted seeds in the garden with them today. I cuddled them. And I will again. And we'll do adventures. And we'll do great things. We might see the wildflowers this weekend. Oh my gosh. Sunday is Gwendolyn's birthday. It's her second year birthday. And it's going to be very moving for me. I'm going to definitely go into nature on the day. I know it's the Super Bowl. But I don't care about that at all. I mean God love everybody. But I'm not going to watch it. (laughs) It's no it has no pull to me now it does not pull me and luckily Elliot doesn't care we're going to be hanging out with the girls so I'm going to be in nature I'm going to commune and allow the vibrations to move through me because that was the day that very day that I gave birth to her that faith came to me and activated inside of me because that's the only thing that kept me alive on that day So I've basically talked about a million jillion things here today, right now, and I should probably go because it's already been 18 minutes. Um, Is there more that I would like to share? Yes, I will share this thing about the book and check in one more time if I want to share this other thing and I might not, probably not. It's, it's something personal that was like a life raft for me today or yesterday And I don't have to share everything. And I need to feel in my heart what feels right to share. You know what I mean? Every moment we get that choice. And we know. Ultimately we know. Especially when we're flowing. So um, the name of the book, Watching the Tree. It came from this story um, that this woman, Adeline's grandfather, had shared with her. And she had a special connection with her grandfather just as I did. He was my He was my life raft and has reincarnated since and still is. (laughs) And, um, and so anyways, her grandfather told her the story, he said, watching the tree. So there was this, this boy and his, I think it was his grandfather or his dad told him to go in the forest and catch a rabbit to eat. And so he he went to the forest and as soon as he went in there, there's this rabbit got startled and it ran and it bumped into this tree and it, it passed out. He was able to pick up the rabbit and take it. Every day since that, that boy went back to the same tree and he watched and he waited for the same thing to happen. But it didn't happen because we can't watch the same tree and expect the same results. We can't just sit there immobile and expect the universe to repeat itself. You need verse. One song. What is a song? What is a symphony? But so many beautiful melodies playing together. Intertwining. Going apart. Coming back together again. It is not always going to happen the same as it did before. And you can look at a relationship in your life and think about maybe you're watching the tree. Maybe you're looking for that thing to repeat itself. And, and God is taking putting a hand out to you and leading you somewhere else. Maybe there's some aspect of your life where you're watching the tree. The Tao says, you know, the change is the only thing that doesn't change is that change happens. Change exists in all things. It says it so much more beautifully than that. (laughs) Um, And I'm sure it sounds even more beautiful in, in that language as well. Um, and you know, there are multiple Chinese languages. So there would be like, I believe it's Mandarin is one of them. And then I don't even know. I'm still learning. I don't, I don't remember. Taiwanese or something. I don't know. I don't know what the other, okay. Now I got to pause it and check. It's very complex. And I'm not even going to begin to understand what that is. I just Googled it. I'm like, Nope, <laughs> not right now. Um, cause I'm closing this out and I got to get back to the girls. So, um. Yeah, there's this spaciousness, and there was this thing where it was like, somebody in that book said, "Um, we are we live in the realm of our tradition, that sphere." And and the author was like, "What if I bring you a new sphere of Chinese tradition to the Western culture, then?" How much, what will happen? How will you, she didn't use these exact words, but how will you expand into the play of these two, I'm seeing like, almost like a Venn diagram of this completion of this map of possibility of understanding the world, this inward outward, this um, complementing on the spectrum, this other side of a way to see things, this feminine masculine, this like, Oh, it's just so beautiful. Um, I love it. And something else she's, her aunt said too inside the book was that the... um. Sometimes I just like stop thinking. I mean, like a lot of the times when I am in faith and am in God's love, I stop thinking. I allow God's thought to flow through me. So it's not like I'm mechanically trying to process anything or whatever. Um, so sometimes there's just nothing there (laughs) and actually like Elliot has criticized, criticized me about that, but it's a spaciousness and I allow God's thought to come into that and to move me and to evolve those places to like develop those parts of my brain and faith. So, um, it's this neutral ground. It's this like ripe, fertile field for divine thought. So it's not bad to, to not have any thoughts sometimes. Um, but but I got pulled into that when I was talking about that. Oh yeah. Okay. So this lady, she was like, the past was British of way of spirituality or whatever. Then the present is American and the future is Chinese. And she was like, this, um, this Yang Phoenix is going to be rising from the ashes of this Yin pastor. It was just extremely beautiful and moving the way that she said it and just to understand that there's this new possibility of of existing as humans. And there's this whole other sides that haven't been explored um, through the intellect, through the mind, allowing it to delve into these parts um, and to be receptive as opposed to very much just um, dominating and controlling and blah, 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 blah. So... <laughs> That's a lot of stuff. I said a lot of words. It's been 25 minutes, much longer than I thought. And I don't know how time goes so quickly when I'm on this podcast. It just flies by. That literally felt like it was a second because I was just in Divinity and the girls are watching this cartoon. Um, They love watching cartoons about babies. It's adorable. So I was like, I told somebody um, that they should make some like conscious more conscious television options for children because they literally are the divine and they're like bringing God here fresh without being affected by grownups. And, um, and we should have more options to develop their consciousness and to allow that to remain instead of, um, of what this other thing is happening where people try to control each other. <laughs> so silly. Like little kids. Um but not like babies. Babies are epic. Little kids are epic. Then there starts to be a divergence. Is that the word? Um a division. And then it is almost like right now in the earth, there are two species that are happening. One that's of the higher calibration and another that's sticking in the lower frequencies. And it's funny because if I say the average is about a five, I, I think it's more so. There are a lot of twos and a lot of like eights or tens. Um, I think that's what's happening. So anyways... I love you. Thank you for being here. There are some of you who come back and are here with me and are my friends and my confidants. And, and I'm not going to talk about that other thing because I don't think I need to. Um, yeah, that was just for me. I mean, I shared it with one other person. But but some of the things we don't have to share with everybody. Anyways, I love you very much. And I see you as spirit family wherever you are. I know that you helped to create this portal for this divinity to flow through and give me this feeling of God, which is precious. And I will share more about Chinese culture. Oh, and I was going to share more about the Ho'oponopono, that Hawaiian practice of beauty and divinity. And I was going to make a whole episode on it, so I will. You know, it's very powerful and very beautiful. So we can close on that. Um, It's helpful just to think of anybody who irritates you. Um, or it's so funny. I was saying aggravates and then I said aggregates. And the reason why is because anybody who causes any reactivity in you is actually a part of you that you're rejecting. And it's a part of you inside of yourself. For me, it's a part of me inside myself. If I'm aggravated by anybody that I'm rejecting. So that's why Ho'oponopono works because then it helps to integrate and love and purity and to detox. They say um, that that Ho'oponopono is cleaning. That's a way that they... Verbalizes cleaning because it's it's cleaning out those those aggravation aggr is that the word aggravations so that there's no longer an aggregation of toxicity it's instead an integration of purity <laughs> <laughs> to find love harmony universe one song. So, anyways, let's let's do it together. You're welcome to do it with me if you want to. Um, you can think of anybody who aggravates you. It could literally be anyone or anything at all. It'll and, it, it, and don't don't be looking for results. That's my number one thing that that I I need to clear myself of is looking for the result right away when I do this about anybody because they do come. Actually, it's been purifying my relationship with my oldest daughter in a really beautiful way. Um, and that wasn't even the, really the intent of it, but we have a new depth of relationship now. So, um, much deeper and sweeter. So, here we go. Let's do it. Ho'oponopono to close out today, because why not use all of the spiritual practices that feel good? And they're all available to us as humans. We have freedom now, which is an extreme blessing. Um, that hasn't always existed and even in some place in the world doesn't exist now, but I have, and I hope that you have, um, freedom to choose your spiritual path, whatever that is. So as long as it's safe. All right, here we go. So ho'oponopono. Let me, I'll get somebody. Um, okay, here we go. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you thank you I'm sorry, please forgive me I love you, thank you I'm sorry, please forgive me I love you, thank you and those words can be said in any order and it equally is equally perfect but that's the order I do it for some, maybe a reason I don't know. Um, to me it makes sense but it may be that you say please forgive me I'm sorry. Thank you. I love you. Or it could be, thank you. I love you. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. I like better. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So there you go. That's a gift. If you want homework, we're <laughs> really going to teacher mode here. I'm not an authority for you. Um, so don't ever feel like you have to do anything I say. Only ever I hope that you will feel the liberation to do what you feel is right. Um, but if you want, you could try that pono somewhere. And us saying it together, I think, it might be very impactful for whoever we're thinking of or for that within ourselves. So I love you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being who you are, especially Uniquely, here in the circle of light beings as we commune with the earth and, and transmit those downloads of light language into the earth so that it can heal and to know our love and for our love to know us and who we are now as we are as we become this love now thank you, thank you God thank you to you who are here who are allowing God to move through you I love you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you.